So today is Full Family Sunday, which happens about three times a year, where the kids get to join us and they stay here for the entire service. I get to talk to the adults. This morning, we are at the end of our sermon series, Speaking Peace, where we have been exploring how to engage in difficult conversations in ways that bring honor to Christ and ultimately lead us in healthier ways of communicating with others. This morning, I want to take a look at one of the most dangerous parts of our bodies. But before we do, let's pray. Father, we gather in your presence this morning, thankful that we can worship you as a family. I pray for wisdom as I speak this morning, that you would guide my words and that we would be open to all that you have for us through them. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us with your presence this morning. Amen. So I'd like to invite all my Vineyard kids to come up and join me up here on the stage this morning. You guys can hang out over here. Uh, Emma, there's some little seat cushion things. If you want to sit on the floor, you can do that. Awesome. Hey, Jack, you guys are going to want to face this way. Not because I'm talking, but just because then you can see the screens. Or not. You do your thing. So, my children, raise your hand if you think you know what the most dangerous part of your body is. Does anybody know? Josh. Your lip. Or your mustache. <laughs> I mean, that could be too. Does anybody know? Emma? But don't give me the real answer. What do you think? Your belly. That's a great answer. Grayson. Your words. That's an even better answer. Did you have one, Jack? No, you didn't. So the, those are great guesses. But the part of our body that is the most dangerous is really small, and it lives right inside your mouth. It's your... It's not my tooth. It's my tongue. It's my tongue. So in the Bible, in the book of James, it even has a section about controlling our tongues. And so my friend Grayson is going to come up this morning, and he's going to read the passage from the book of James about our tongues. I got it right here for you, bud. It's all yellow. Oh, you need a microphone. I'm the only one wired here. There you go. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone is never at, is who, wait, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. Good job. Thanks, Grayson. Did you know that your tongue had that much power? I didn't know that. You did. Emma did. 
Um, so what James is saying is that, just like this match, if it's just hanging around here like this, is it very dangerous? No. But one spark from the match, which is so cool, you can set off a fire alarm. That's true. But you can set a whole forest on fire with just one little spark from a match. So everybody, adults, inclu adults included, stick out your tongue. See if you can take a look at it. If you can't see your tongue, look at your neighbor's tongue. Does your tongue look very dangerous to you? No, it's not. When our tongues are just hanging out there in our mouths, they're not very dangerous at all. But the things that we say can really hurt people. And the older we get, the better, and the better we get at using our words, the more that we can hurt others with the words that we say. In fact, words can make people feel so sad that they might not even like themselves anymore. In fact, I have said some words that make people not like me very much anymore. I love Rapunzel. Um, so we're going to have a little race this morning. If I could have a Jack and Noah, do you want to come up and do a race for me? No? Yeah, Jack does. Who else wants to come up for this race? Oh, Noah. I said Noah. You come over here, Noah. And Jack, you're down here. All right, we're going to have a race. So they have in front of them a toothpaste tube and a stand to the back of the head. A toothpaste tube and a paper plate. And on the count of three, you are going to empty all the contents from your toothpaste tube onto the plate. Do you think you can do it? All right. On your mark, get set, go. Oh, they are very good at this. If you guys are spending a lot of money on toothpaste, this is why. Good job. Done. Excellent job. All right, you can leave your toothpaste tubes right here. Great job, you guys. All right, you guys can have a seat. Now, if I can get two brave adults for the next part of this game... Oh, come on, you can do it. Josh, come on up. And Jacob, come on up. You need to be on over here. No, we are not going to smear it on each other. Hands and feet to yourself, boys. All right. On the count of three, you're going to put all that toothpaste back in your tube. Ready, set, go. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Grayson, what is up with that? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you may have a seat. Well done. Uh, if you would like to take them with you, that would be so good. <laughs> All right, friends, why don't you have a seat? Thank you. So our words 
once they're out of our mouths, are really hard to get back. Once we put the toothpaste out, it's really hard to put it back in the tube. So it's really important for us to make sure that the words that are coming out of our mouths are ones that we don't have to worry about taking back. We have to learn to tame our tongues. I really need to get rid of this match. So how many of you have ever seen the movie How to Train Your Dragon, the first one? Nice. Dragons! So for those of you who have not seen it, I'm going to give you a little uh, information. The main character in the movie is a young man named Hiccup. Hiccup is a Viking who really wants to be a Viking, but he is not at all built like a Viking. In Hiccup's village, the Vikings are at war with dragons. The most elusive dragon they fight with is called the Night Fury. So one, one fateful night, Hiccup tries to prove himself by trying to capture a Night Fury and ultimately succeeds. Hiccup is so excited, and he's trying to tell all of the other Vikings, hey, I, killed, I took down the Night Fury, but no one will believe him. So Hiccup goes out in search of the Night Fury so he can prove that he has captured it. What he finds is that he has injured the dragon, leaving it unable to fly. Hiccup makes friends with the dragon, names him Toothless, and he puts together a contraption to help the dragon fly. And this is a clip of their first flight together. Okay there, bud. We're gonna take this nice and slow. Here we go, here we go. Position three, no, four. Come on, buddy. 
So training a dragon is no easy task, and since Hiccup had already hurt Toothless, he probably wasn't all that excited about being Hiccup's friend. If someone says something hurtful to you, does that make you want to be their friend? Not so much. The movie makes it look easy. Hiccup knew he had hurt the dragon and then made things right by building a mechanical wing to fix his mistake. And then he trains Toothless to fly again. If only our tongues were that easy to train. James 3, 7 and 8 says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. So what is a person to do? We have control over our tongues, and we get to choose what we say. But sometimes, like when you're angry, our tongues just happen to say things that we don't really mean. Or we might mean them, but we really shouldn't say them. Um, there is something that we can do, though, when we are in those situations and have said something that is hurtful. We can apologize. I'm sorry goes a long way when we have said something that hurts someone else. Maybe the person is going to forgive you, and maybe they're not. But your job is simply to apologize. An even better solution is to think before you speak. And this visual helps us do that. Before we speak, we think, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? And is it kind? If what you're going to say doesn't fit into all of those categories, then you can't say it. You don't say it. So let's try it. Let's say that your friend comes out on the playground and he's having a really bad day. So he comes over and he pushes you off the swing. Now, if that happens to me, you know what I'm going to say? Or what I want to say is, you big jerk, why'd you push me off the swing? But we have to run it through the think test. So is it true? Yes, he is a jerk because he pushed me off the swing. Is it helpful? Yes, he needs to know that I'm mad, so it's helpful that he knows that. Is it important? Yes, it is important that he knows I'm mad so he can come and apologize to me. Is it necessary? Uh, yes, he needs to know that he is a jerk. But is it kind? Nope. Calling someone a jerk isn't kind, is it, Jack? No, not usually. Um, so one, <laughs> it is never, you're right. One nope is all it takes. We take control of our tongues and we let it go. To help us remember this, I had, not in that pocket, I had these pins made up for us to help us remember to think before we speak. And you guys can all get one out in the cafe after service. Cool? All right, I'm going to pray. You ready? Jesus, it is so hard for us to keep our tongues under control, but we know that with your help, we can do it and use our tongues to help build people up. Help us this week to speak kind words to anyone we come in contact with. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Um, okay, my little friends, you can head back to your adult. <laughs> she is here. All right. So as we've been saying throughout this series, we don't want this to just be some kind of a self-help series. We really want to experience more of God's love and his grace in our lives as we speak peace into the world. 